Welcome back to our look through Matthew chapter 24. This is day three of our look through this chapter. We've been seeing what Jesus has to say, especially in the middle of this chapter about not being deceived. Don't be deceived by people who say that they're Christ when you're afraid of world situations. And don't be deceived by signs where people say, oh, God has to come at this time or he can't come at this time based on their opinion of those signs. One of the questions the disciples asked Jesus was, what are the signs of your coming at the end of the age? And through this passage, and you can also see this in the book of Revelation, there are three types of signs to be aware of. You gotta understand the signs. When you drive down a freeway, you see all kinds of signs that give you directions and distances. The Bible tells us that God has set up clear signposts for our world, for you and I as believers, to see that Jesus is coming again. And some of these signs can be seen today. Others are coming later. These three types of signs are, number one, signs pointing to the end. Jesus calls those the beginning of birth pains. Number two, signs that immediately precede the end time events. And number three, signs that accompany the end time events. So let's first of all look at signs pointing to the end, the beginning of birth pains. There are a number of things that Jesus said would happen before his second coming, and they'd be happening from his first coming all the way to his second, the beginning of birth pains. These are signs that you're not gonna just see at the very end, but these are signs that have shown believers for 2,000 years that this world as it is is not God's final plan. These are the signs that you can see now the signs of the deterioration of this world, the inadequacy of this world. For thousands of years, we've been able to look at these signs again, signs again and again and again, and say this world is not as stable as it sometimes seems. Jesus could be coming again at any moment. And we looked at many of these signs yesterday, false messiahs and wars and earthquakes and persecution and falling away. All of these are signs of the fact that this world is not meant to last. Jesus is coming again. God's gonna establish a new heaven and a new earth. And Jesus here is telling us these signs because he wants us to be aware of them. He wants these signs to affect our lives. Let me tell you something a lot of husbands don't like. They don't like it when their wives point out noises that the car is making. Do you hear that? What is that squeaky, clunking, grinding noise? One of the reasons we don't like it is because we would rather ignore the noise and just sort of hope it goes away. Because if it doesn't go away, We've got to do something about it. We've got to get the car into the shop or we've got to open the hood and get under there and fix it. If you admit the noise is there, it means you have to do something about it. If you ignore the noise and there's something really wrong, that means that the bill is always worse in the end. Your work is always worse in the end. And in one sense, the noise that we're talking about from your car can be compared to these signs of the second coming. You hear these sounds. Something isn't quite right. We've heard this for 2,000 years. Something's not quite right in this world. And you're right. That's why God's gonna create a new heaven and a new earth. That's why Jesus is gonna come again. So there are signs, the beginning of birth pains that have been happening for 2,000 years. The second type of sign are the signs that precede the end. Right before the end, there are gonna be signs that tell all true believers that the end is right around the corner. These signs do not tell us exactly when Jesus is gonna return. We're going to see in a minute that Jesus says you can't know exactly the day and the hour he's going to return. But they tell us that it's getting close. I compare it to when you go to a movie theater. When the lights dim, you know that the movie is just about to begin. There might be a preview or two or ad or two first, but you know that the time is close. And in one sense, 
These signs at the end are a worsening of the signs that we looked at earlier. That's why only true believers are gonna be able to see it. Things will seem the same, but you'll be able to tell things are getting much worse. People will turn away from the faith. Evil will increase. People will make fun of the faith. False teachers will be increasingly popular. Now, as you look at these signs, could any of this affect you or me in a personal way? Of course, and we need to be ready for that. Determine now that even as these things happen, they will not make you think that God has abandoned you. They will help you to see he's just bringing this world to a close. He's allowing sin to have its free reign in some places. Why? Why does he do that? He allows it to happen. One of the reasons I believe is so that he can make people's choice more and more and more clear. As he allows evil to be seen more clearly for what it is, I got a clear choice. Am I gonna accept Jesus or am I gonna live with this evil? I cannot imagine Jesus returning with even one person sitting on the fence as to their salvation. So in the end, he's gonna allow some of these things to become clear and the world's gonna separate very clearly into two camps, those who've trusted in Jesus, already chosen, and those who've chosen very clearly, I'm never gonna trust in Jesus. So there are these signs, these increasing signs that precede the end. And then number three, the third type of sign is the signs that accompany the end. And Jesus talks about this in verse 29. Immediately after the distress of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. When the stars fall out of the sky, it's pretty good indication that something is very wrong with this creation. I can't trust in this creation. With our car illustration, this is the engine falling out of the car. I gotta do something now. By this time, everyone will know that the end is near. These are extremely dramatic times. Now, there's a difficult saying here because Jesus says in verse 29, immediately after the distress of those days. Now, is he talking about the distress of those days at the fall of Jerusalem in 70 AD? Well, obviously not because it was not immediately after. Matthew here says immediately after the distress of those days. Luke says here after the time of the Gentiles. Mark says after these times. When you look at this, you have to ask, what is Jesus talking about here? And this is one of the places where God's word keeps us humble, I think, that there's more than one way to see what Jesus has to say, what Jesus has to teach here. But for those who would say somehow that it has to do with the fall of Jerusalem, I believe we're missing the point. It's very clear that these dramatic signs are gonna happen at the end of the time. It says Jesus taught it, Jesus revealed it in the revelation, and so this distress that's gonna come upon us immediately after the distress, I believe, of those signs that are preceding the end time events, those signs of worsening, 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 that some of you may be even seeing now. In one sense, you have to approach this with humble confidence. You have to have the humility not to make your predictions about what Jesus is saying here too precise, but the confidence to see that there are signs here for us to see. And there are some things that you and I, when we try to understand the second coming, we don't clearly understand yet. It will be clear the moment that Jesus reveals it, but don't let that keep you. Don't let that fact that you're not clear about some of the things keep you from confidently knowing that he's coming again and confidently knowing that he does put the signs into our hearts. Hope is on the horizon. Jesus is coming again to set everything right. And I know some people, when they look at the second coming of Jesus and they think that he's coming again, everything's going to change. Even some believers I talk to, it's a scary thing for them. They don't feel hope, they feel fear. 
because change creates fear in many of us. But when this day comes and we see the evil that's in the world and the fact that Jesus is going to change it all, we're going to be overwhelmed by nothing but hope. Whenever you look at the truth of the second coming, the truth of the end of the times, whenever you feel hope, you know you have biblical feelings, feelings that are taught by Jesus. Whenever you feel worry and anxiety, you know that that's coming from the world that's around you. This world doesn't want to let go. This world wants to last. And you and I can sense that world philosophy, but we got to let that go and instead hang on to the hope of eternity, the hope that only Jesus can bring. When you think about the end of time, God wants you to have incredible hope because as a follower of Jesus, he's going to set everything right. There are going to be no more tears. There's going to be no more pain. That is what we're looking forward to. All we know now is what we know now. But when we look forward to what's going to be then, we look forward to this hope. And we're going to talk about that tomorrow as we talk about the visible return of Jesus. For today, as we pray together, I'd like to pray for wisdom with these signs. Jesus, we come to you and we ask. You've told us about these signs. We ask that you'd give us wisdom as your followers. Help us to see the signs. And as we see them, Help us to be aware that this world is not all there is, not to put our hope in this world. We want to invest our hope in you. We want to invest our lives in you. So let the signs tell us where where our hope should not be placed, not in this world, but let them also tell us, remind us where our hope should be placed. Give us the faith today to place our hope in you, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.